This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, before we begin today's exercise, uh, I want to talk about uh, something else that's with regard to my podcast and as well as my YouTube channel. Some of you are probably aware that in addition to this podcast, I also have a YouTube channel. And uh, basically with the YouTube channel is uh, segments from the podcast, uh, just video versions of what you're hearing now. Um, <laughs> that's basically what it is. But uh, I'm actually uh, asking people who listen to me regularly uh, a favor today. Um, I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers on YouTube, and it's it's a tough thing to do. It really, really is a tough thing to do. There's a lot of competition out there. It's just hard to get uh, uh, your videos into an algorithm with YouTube where where they recommend it a lot. And uh, what I'm requesting is if if you're if you're someone who listens to my podcast regularly, when you have a chance, could you please just uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel to help me get closer to a thousand? Uh, as I speak right now, I'm in. Uh, I'm at about f- uh, 547, 548 subscribers on YouTube, and uh, again, it's just a tough thing to try to reach a thousand. I'd like to get to a thousand, so uh, that would give me the opportunity to monetize it. So um, to all my podcast listeners out there um, who like my podcast, uh, I really appreciate this little favor. If you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, I will leave the link in the description below. Now, uh, let's get on with uh, today's uh, discussion. And it's another article from that comes out of the mainstream media where the, whoever wrote this article, again, just shows a complete ignorance of... The UFO phenomenon, basically, uh, I don't even know where to begin, but I think it's, again, I, ha- I these are kinds of things that need to be pointed out. Now, some of the things in the article are, are okay, uh, but there's a lot of it that's just completely false, false information that, and unfortunately, the, 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 the millions and millions of people will read this article and walk away thinking, oh, that's, that's, that's what's going on. That's the truth behind this whole thing. And anyway, it... Uh, it's basically uh, an article in response to uh, extraterrestrials that are featured in the new film called Nope. Uh, there's a new movie that's come out uh, by uh, directed by Jordan Peele, who has directed movies in the past like uh, Get Out, 
of very good movies. Now, unfortunately for me, I have not seen this movie yet. Nope. It, it looks pretty good by the trailers. Um, so I'd really like to see it. Uh, maybe this weekend I'll probably check it out. Um, so I, I, I know that apparently in this, all I really know is that there's extraterrestrials in this, in this, uh, movie and they, they're, they're not nice. I guess they're eating some, uh, animals in it. Uh, basically, uh, basically in a way it's, uh, similar to what I've been talking about recently on the podcast about, uh, uh, the possibility that our, uh, that our, uh, alien visitors are here simply to feed on, uh, on, uh, you know, livestock and, uh, and us. Uh, anyhow, uh, this uh, the headline for this article. This is actually in sci fi, sci fi.com. Um, and I'll leave the link for this article so you can check it out for yourself. The headline says, Are aliens coming to eat our horses? The science behind UFOs and nope. Since making the switch from comedy to horror, Jordan Peele has been piloting a runaway train of instant classics and his latest film, Nope, continues the trend. Nope largely leaves the realm of human monsters behind for something a little more alien. Although even then, Peele takes some creative liberties. His extraterrestrial creature isn't exactly little green men in flying saucers. We'll leave the details of the movie's revelations for the theater, but get your tickets before it's too late. Spoilers abound online. An extraterrestrial menace has was a solid choice for his latest exploration of terror as they've been tormenting the popular consciousness for decades, maybe longer, which causes even the most skeptical among us to wonder if we're being visited by alien tourists, or if something else is going on. Belief in the possibility of extraterrestrial life goes back at least to the ancient Greeks. While the belief certainly wasn't popular, it resulted in the banishment of at least one philosopher. It was clear that some people were looking to the cosmos and wondering if other things not unlike ourselves might be out there. Despite what ancient aliens might have you believe, there's little, if any, evidence that aliens have visited our planet throughout history. Well, I don't know where you, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't really, a lot of that stuff on ancient aliens, I do agree is nonsense. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of speculation. We really don't know, but there have been reports throughout that, that, that were written down in ancient times. And the, during the time of the Romans were actually, they, they, they had seen different, many witnesses had seen what they thought were shields in the sky, you know, bright shields. I've, I've read many different different uh, things about that. So I don't know if this person, uh, the, the, the writer of this article, uh, by the way, is uh, Cassidy Ward. But anyway, I, I'm not sure about that. There is, there, there could be some truth to the fact that they've been here, uh, you know, being seen, you know, witnessed by different people for, for centuries. So anyway, I don't know how anybody could know that, but uh, <clears throat> one way or the other. But there, there is some evidence that said that that does point to the possibility that this has been going on a lot longer than we than we think. Anyway, continuing with this article. The hypothesis that megastructures like the Great Pyramids, the Nazca Lines, and the statues of Easter Island might have been constructed by extraterrestrial intelligences rests on ignorance and at least a smattering of racism. They ask you to wonder how it could be possible that indigenous peoples could achieve such miraculous feats of architecture and ingenuity. It's a line of thinking we should examine, reckon with, and disregard. 
Now I get where you're coming. I get where this writer's coming from with that statement, and and you know, yeah, I I would imagine that the the Easter Island statues were were working were, were were built and and put in place by the people that lived on Easter Island, and the pyramids were built by the by the Egyptians. I would agree with that. Now the Nazca lines, though, I mean, that's we're getting a little bit that that, that seems you know that that's questionable because I mean. How would they have been? How would you know? You could only really see it from the sky. There's a lot of questions regarding the Nazca lines. I mean, how was that constructed? I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of people built it. I mean, the, the question is, how did they do it? You know, uh, because you can't really tell what it is until, unless you're like flying over it. But then again, I, you know, they could have done it. There may, there may have been a way that I don't know about. But anyway, continuing. Besides, they're mostly built on backward engineering historical events after the fact. If we want to make the case for alien visitation, we should at least rely on first-hand accounts. Those didn't really kick off until the middle of the 20th century. In 1947, Kenneth Arnold was flying a small plane when he reportedly witnessed nine crescent-shaped objects flying in the distance. According to his account... They were moving several thousand miles per hour, which would have been pretty impressive considering that Chuck Yeager had just broken the sound barrier the same year. More importantly for the history of UFO sightings, Arnold described their movements as similar to saucers skipping over water. That description was twisted in media reports and the public began to imagine alien spacecraft shaped like saucers. That's bogus. That's false. That is false. What happened is this. Arnold was the first... The first time that uh, it was a story like this was picked up by the national news, okay, by the international news. This was the first time a story about these saucers was picked up by international news. This is a big time falsity, and it's repeated by a lot of UFO investigators too. But if you go back and and do some research, right, you will find that in the months, you know, in the in the weeks and months leading up to Arnold's sighting, right. There were people that reported seeing these circular disc-shaped objects, right? But most of the, all those things were, all those sightings were pretty much relegated to just local newspapers. They didn't, those, those reports didn't get, uh, uh, you know, circulated in, 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 the, in the national news, let alone inter- international news. Okay, so, uh, and what, 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 why, the reason why Kenneth Arnold's, sighting was was because this is an experienced guy who's been flying around for a while and knows what he's doing right and 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 you know could be trusted so that's why it became international news so the reporter whoever wrote this okay yes uh arnold stated that uh the saucers they they acted like they were you know if you threw a saucer over water and it skipped yes and they were crescent shaped and then but somebody reported it in the news the reporter whoever it was said yeah they're flying saucers and that's that was a fine description because leading up to that that reporter i'm certain had to be aware of the other reports that were were getting uh reported on a local level about saucer shaped disc shaped objects so that's how, that's how that came about there's a lot big misunderstanding about that and a lot of debunkers like to point to that and, and say see see when it's total totally bogus anyway continuing as far as we can tell that's where the popular image of ufos comes from either aliens take their design cues from us or something else is happening again like this is totally totally not total nonsense this person does not realize that uh, what they're stating is not true the phenomenon might have died there if not for the famed incident in roswell new mexico which happened later the same year again this is totally bogus the, the Roswell incident was a was a blip on the radar, not even a half a blip on the radar. 
It was forgotten immediately. Nobody talked about Roswell at, at the day after it happened. The only people who were concerned about Roswell at the time were people within the Pentagon, right, who didn't tell anybody, and and, and the people in Roswell and, and some of the military personnel and other people around Roswell who were told to keep their mouths shut or they'll get uh, they'll be picking their bones out of the desert. So Roswell was, was, wasn't even a half a blip on the radar as far as the national news or international news was concerned. So again, a lot of people, a lot of these writers of today have no idea what they're talking about. It wasn't until over 30 years later when Roswell became big again, actually became something when Jesse Marcel, the, the top intelligence officer stationed at the Roswell Army Air Force Base in Roswell, came out at, uh, in 1978 and, and stated that what was there, what they found there was not weather balloon material. He said it was something that of that it was not of this earth and it could not have been. That's what he said, among other things. But again, these people who were writing these articles act like, you know, Roswell was a thing since 1947. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. The opposite. Anyway, let's continue. And again, I, I, this ain't the first time I had a, I've, I've, I've talked about these kind of articles, right? It's not the first time. And, and, and here we are again. I, I, you got to keep talking about it. But again, just think about all the millions of eyeballs that are reading this, all the young people out there reading this, and they're going to get this idea in their head that this is fact and it's not. It's false. It's very maddening. Anyway. It continues, the phenomenon might have died there if not for the famed incident in Roswell, New Mexico, which happened later the same year. Since then, countless UFO sightings have occurred, and the idea has become so entrenched in the popular consciousness that any time we see something unusual in the sky, it's likely that aliens are among your first thoughts. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Cassidy. Okay, let me just let me just throw something out there. I saw one of these objects, right? And and, and nobody's going to tell me I'm crazy. I saw one of these things. Somebody else was there in 1994. These things are real, and they're. But I'm going to tell you right now, when you if you were to see one up close like I did, you would understand in a split second that this these things are not made by humankind. They do not operate like anything anything that's made by humankind at all. Arnold was an experienced pilot and offered himself up to authorities for investigation after his reported sighting. After an interview, the Army report indicated that Arnold's character and belief in his account weren't in question, only his conclusion. What Arnold really saw that day has never been definitively solved, but a couple of possibilities have emerged. According to Live Science, Live Science, oh God, Live Science. Here we go. They have to go. They have to look at live science to get their information from. You know, they have to get. They have to go there from people who, for the most part, don't don't uh, want to even look into this kind of stuff. Okay. So anyway, according to live science, it's possible that Arnold really did witness a grouping of extraterrestrial objects moving in formation. Only instead of being piloted by aliens, they were being controlled by physics. A meteor breaking up in the atmosphere could result in fragments falling at high speed and in formation. But that doesn't explain the strange movements Arnold claims to have seen. The more readily accepted explanation is that he misjudged the distance and was actually looking at a flock of birds that were much closer to him than he believed. Misjudging distance is easier than we think like to think, especially when you're in the air. A viewer is lacking most of the references we're used to on the ground, and things can appear to be further away or moving much faster than they actually are. Again, this is total bogus, total nonsense. Again, uh, trying to debunk something without any kind of proof. Right. Actually, no, just as just throwing something out there. Arnold was very clear in what he saw and the guy wasn't a dummy. Okay, let's continue. Once we get to the events of Roswell, things get even more complicated owing to a then-classified military instrument. The initial explanation from the United States military was that the fragments of a craft recovered at Roswell 
were pieces of a downed weather balloon. That explanation was touted for many years as a thin cover-up, and it turns out it was, in a manner of speaking, official reports released by the Air Force in 1994 and again in 1997 revealed that the Roswell craft was actually a secret spying device intended for use over the Soviet Union. Again, this is nonsense. It's a lie. It's horse crap. And and here this person's throwing it out there to the whole world to see. That was what the Air Force said. The Air Force has lied about Roswell for 75 years. They lied about it in 1994 again and then lied about it again in 1997. They've been lying for years. They told the truth one time. Their initial press release in 1947. How many times we got to go over this? This person has not investigated this stuff. They have not looked into this. They have not read a book on this. They're getting their information actually from the, from the Air Force themselves. I mean, this is complete bogus nonsense. There is no, there were no witnesses to a weather balloon. And believe me, someone like Jesse Marcel, the top intelligence officer in Roswell in 1947, I can assure you, w- would have known the difference between weather balloon material and something he metals that were that he couldn't identify and and never saw again. Never saw that type of material in his life again. He he knew it was from out of this world, and not just him, but there were a lot of people who testified to this fact. Again, this person, this reporter. Who the person Cassidy who wrote this right has no idea what what's what 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 she's talking about. A string of connected balloons outfitted with microphones was intended to listen for evidence of nuclear tests. When it came down over New Mexico, the military had to concoct a story in order to hide their secret machinations. Allowing the public to believe an alien visitation was deemed preferable to revealing our secrets, so it goes. Again, this is total nonsense. Absolute, total, absolute nonsense. This person has no idea. This this, this story is completely flawed. Complete nonsense. There's no, there's no truth to this whatsoever. I mean, even the debunkers of Roswell will tell you that. This is a total, that statement there to say that allowing the public to believe in alien visitation. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That's, that's not what happened here. Unbelievable. No, they said it was a weather balloon. And so it stayed that way. No one thought, no one thought twice about it for decades. Nobody even reached, there was no UFO researchers after the fact that even looked into it for over 30 years until Jesse Marcel came out of the woodwork finally and said something. And then there were other people who followed. There were other military people who came forward who were part of the cover up. There was a, a, ma- a major general, uh, Thomas DeBose, who, who made a statement saying that the weather balloon, the balloon stuff was a complete cover-up. The, 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 infra- the public relations officer, Walter Hout, who, who was the one who sent out the initial press release in 1947, he, he, he signed a, uh, an affidavit before he died that was open after his death that stated he actually saw the bodies of the aliens and that the whole thing was a cover-up. But again, these people don't look into that. They don't, they don't bother to, they, they're just going by the official word, what the Air Force is telling them since 1997. They've been lying about this, you know, all these years. But anyway, let's continue with this absolute garbage. When it came down over New Mexico, the military had to concoct a story in order to hide the secret machinations, allowing the public to believe an alien visitation was deemed preferable to revealing our secrets. So it goes. Total nonsense. Other sightings are often explained away as errant glimpses of the planet Venus because Venus is only intermittently visible, relatively low to the horizon, and the brightest object in the night sky. It has the makings of an unusually unsettling sight if you don't know what you're looking at. 
Recently, in June of 2021, the United States government released a report investigating 144 sightings of what they have reclassified as unidentified aerial phenomena. Of those 144 cases, 80 included observations with multiple sensors. Regardless of their origin or explanation, the government has deemed them a potential threat to planned flight activities and worthy of investigation. Only a small percentage of the target UAPs, 18 out of the 44, exhibited unusual flight characteristics. These included remaining stationary in the wind or flying against the wind abrupt changes of direction and moving at high speeds with an apparent means with a, with an apparent means of propulsion even after the report the majority of cases remained unexplained and the diversity of their behaviors suggests that a single explanation may not exist the report suggests five potential buckets for these phenomena and if if and when they are explained airborne clutter natural atmospheric phenomena usg or u.s industrial development programs foreign adversary systems and other right now that pretty much they pretty much all fall into the la- that last bucket. There's a lot we don't know. While it's reasonable to be skeptical that UFOs are alien spacecraft, it might be unreasonable to say categorically that they are not. At least there is one thing you said that, uh, you know. Anyway, continuing. An, identifi- an, an unidentified object is just that, unidentified. It's perfectly fair to say that we don't know what something is, that it was unusual, and to investigate it honestly. In the meantime, we're not holding our breath for visitors from another world. Oh, <laughs> God, no. She, they can't hold their breath for visitors from another world, I, I dare say. <laughs> Gosh, no, that's crazy. Continuing. If and when they do show up, we hope they're not so weird about it and that they don't eat our horses or us. Well... Let me just uh, point something out there to you, uh, Cassidy. You have no idea what you're talking about. Cassidy Ward has has done has done a disservice to 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 the human race with this absolutely unresearched garbage, absolute trash piece of garbage article. I'm very sorry. You're nice. You're, you're this person's a good writer, but outside of that, no zero zilch. Nope. 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 Right. Nope. Nope, you don't get it. You, you have done no research. You have no. You have you have no. You have no business even writing about this. You have no idea wh- how it's how things have been over the last seventy five years. You have done no, zero research, and then and then and it actually shows. It's 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 just awful, just awful. Let me just tell you something, folks. The United States government has now for decades been lying to the American public about this, right? There's a faction within the government. I, how many times we got to say this, right? But let's just look at the at the proof here. Let's look at the at the evidence here. We we have we have a, a document, a declassified document from 1947 where you had General Nathan Twining saying right out that these things are real, they're not imaginary, they're not fictitious. He said it in 1947. The Air Force writing to another uh, general Right, another general expressed concerns. He sent that letter, and that letter was declassified in the sixties. It states that there is uh, these objects are real; they're not visionary or fictitious, among other things. Right, these things are real. They're saucer shaped. There's there's several different kinds of shapes, right? But he described the saucers initially in that letter to this person, right? And over the years, over the decades, at different points of time, d- different different people in, in the Air Force and in the military have stepped forward and told the American people they're looking either they're looking into it or they have looked into it and there's nothing to be scared of. 
They show no threat to the United States. To the United States, that's the, you know that that's what they've been saying off and on over the over the decades. If you do your research, you will find the quotes. Right, there are all different kinds of quotes that you will find that were sta- made by different people within the military. Right, that that stated that yes, the, uh, we looked into this. There's nothing to it, and a lot of things could be explained. Now here we are, 75 years later. Right, and what are they saying now? There's objects out there we can't explain, and we need we need to determine whether they're uh, from. Uh, we need to determine whether they're a threat, whether they are pose a threat to the United States. So they've been saying the same things. I've been talking about this recently, and a lot of people just aren't seeing it, especially people in the mainstream media. You you need to look back. You need to do your research. Look what they've been saying throughout the decades. Right? Find find the quotes, and and you will see you will see a picture painted. They've been saying the same thing over and over and over again for for seventy five years now. And now, again, now we're at a point where they're where they're saying, yes, there are things out there we can't explain them. Uh, they could they could be explained, maybe, uh, but uh, we need to determine whether they're a threat to the United States. They've been they've been looking into this for seventy five years, right? And they still don't have an answer, not at least for the public. They don't have that answer, at least for the public, right? There's no answers for the public, not and nothing. No answers for the public after all these years, 75 years of trying to determine whether these things pose a threat, right, to, to, to the United States. 75 years of this, of, of trying to determine that, and there's still no answer, at least not publicly. That's because it's a cover-up, folks. There's a cover-up. There's a faction within the government, right? There is a faction within the government that knows for a fact that these things are coming from outer space, from other planets, and and they're not telling us what, what they know. And instead, we're all left here to, to deal with nonsense like these kind of stories here that p- p- paint a false picture of, of the history of this whole thing. This is a complete false... This is, this is phony news this is fake you want to talk about what fake news is that was what i just read to you is fake news sprinkled with a little truth here and there right so we're stuck with this kind of nonsense we're stuck with the debunkers we're stuck with all this nonsense because our history the history of this whole thing is being suppressed by people within the government probably majestic 12 who the hell knows what it's called these days i don't know right and we get have to deal with nonsense like this and and you feel like i feel like i'm compelled to respond right now i don't know how many people out there are going to hear this right i hope that more people start listening to this and start realizing that there's something here i'm telling you right now i've seen one of these things and there's other people, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people have seen UFOs over the decades. I'm just so angry. I'm so angry that I that we have to keep combating this misinformation, disinformation on a regular basis. 